If you do the hard work up front prior to getting to the appointment, if you're demonstrating value, if you're doing a pre-qualification call, if you're doing all these things, by the time you get to the appointment, you don't have objections. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey there, everybody. Good Thursday morning. I hope you're all doing really, really super well. Um, if I... Um, if you don't know me, I'm Amy Izzo. If you're first time here, I'm Amy Izzo, and I'm a realtor in Northwest Indiana, Northwest Indiana in the Chicagoland area, um, and I host on Thursday morning. So if you're your first Agent Power Huddle, welcome. Um, and if you're a fan and you're returning, I see some faces. I'm glad you came back. So um, just a quick reminder, all of the Agent Power Huddles are uh, podcasts now. So use your favorite podcast Um whatever you subscribe to, whether you're Android or um, iPhone and download it, give us a like. Um, it's so cool. You can listen to it in our cars. So I catch a lot of the ones I can't catch live while I am traveling in routes and in my mobile office. So it's a really, really nice advantage. All right. This morning, uh, we're starting to fill up. So awesome. This morning, I want this to be interactive. So cameras on. If you're driving, I just drive safe. If you're not driving, cameras on and let's unmute and help me out. So this week, um, we talked last couple of weeks about a little bit about listings, different listing tools, listing process. Today, I want to talk about what the listing objections, what's happening, what kind of objections are you hearing on the listing appointment? I would say objections are really just questions we didn't answer. So what are we hearing when we're working with sellers specifically or what are their concerns? That they're presenting to us around uh, putting a home on the market, especially right now in our 2021 environment. So I don't want to pick on you, so I'm going to kick a volunteer. Can a volunteer give me an objection? I'll, I'll, go, I'll give you one. Aaron. All right, Craig. Awesome. So right now, homes in the market are on the market for like three days. So a common objection is, why will I pay you six percent when you can sell a home in three days? You're doing one tenth of the work or it's one tenth of the on market time than what it was before. Why should I pay you 6%? Awesome. I love that. How are you combating that, Craig? Tell us. <clears throat> um, well, to be honest, I don't get it a whole lot. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> it from other agents. Um, I, I think it really all comes down to um, leading up to that point, like what's been conveyed, what's been the process so far. So, I mean, people are going to work with people that they know, like, and trust. So, you know, cost only becomes an issue in the absence of value. So if you've given enough value to that point, you're probably not going to see that. Um, however, if that were to come up, I would really kind of more or less tell them a story about the commission conversation. Um, you know, typically if, if I do get a commission objection, which that's basically what this is, um, I would say, you know, is it fair to say the person that you choose to represent you on the sale of your property is going to be someone that is, um, you know, working aggressively for you. Is that, is that a fair assumption? They're going to typically say yes. Yeah. And so I'm going to say something along the lines of, well, this is why I can't, you know, I cannot reduce my commission because the only way for me to demonstrate to you my powerful negotiating skills is for me to negotiate with you. And the way I'm not backing down on my 6% commission today 
is the same way I'm going to get you top dollar on your sale and ensure you net as, as much money as you possibly can. And that's what you want, correct? Correct? Okay, let's sign the contract. So that, that would be like something I would typically say. Like I said, it doesn't come up a lot. Um, again, because by the time I'm actually meeting with them, they've gotten so much value that they're typically just signing the paperwork. Um, additionally, if, if, that, if, if that came up, it was more of a question of like, you're not working as hard. I would really dive into what's all involved in selling a house. The actual sale of the house is probably 25% of the job. Yeah. I really kind of just educate them on that and really show them and illustrate what's all involved, all the nuts and bolts, and then go back for the closing end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I love it. Anything else have a different spin on that? What are you saying out there when you're getting that one? So why should I pay you full commission when my house is going to sell in two minutes, three days or less? Okay, what's another objection that we're getting? What's another one that you guys are getting? I can throw some out, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear what are you getting? And if you have a way that you combat that, great. And if not, we'll all help you. We'll work together and we'll help you. I just have a comment on the the um the commission question. And it's just um just explaining to sellers that you have experience negotiating multiple offers. And while some agents might charge less, your your experience with with really getting, you know, cleaning up contingencies, getting that price up, getting a really clean, tidy offer so that they don't have to to worry about it falling out. And that's a skill set that they're paying for. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you added that. Um, I see a comment in the chat about others are discounting the commission. Yes, that is happening. Other agents are discounting the commission. Um, when and, and sellers have told me that. When sellers tell me that others are discounting the commission, and I say, I say to them, yes, that is absolutely happening. And similar um, to the comment that was just shared, I don't know your first name, um, but the comment that was just shared, similar to that, it's well, if if they're so quick to cut their commission, they'll, you know, wouldn't you think that they would be very quick to um, not negotiate as hard for you on your price and your terms that you need? What makes you think that they'll have great negotiating skills for you when they don't have great negotiating skills for them? But most important person to them is them, right? So if they can't negotiate commission with you for them, how are they going to negotiate what you really need, the best deal for you? You know, you know what I like to ask, Amy? I love yes. like when that question specifically gets posed. It literally like it puts sellers back. And all I say is, what do you think their motivation was for saying that? And they're like, they don't even know what to say. And then I roll into what you said. Mm-hmm. I love that. It works. It works amazingly well. Okay. What do you think their motivation was to say that or offer that? I love that. Awesome. All right. What else are you guys getting? What do you see here and out there? Or what are you afraid you're getting here? I'm going to throw out one. I'm hearing, you guys got to help me with this. I'm hearing, will the market crash soon? I shouldn't lose my house, right? Because the market's going to crash soon. I am hearing that. That would be a reason to sell now. <laughs> I love that. Um, I am getting a lot of, uh, do you think we're going to see a, a repeat of 2008? So I'm always very careful to say, look, nobody knows what the future holds. So anybody that predicts the future tries to tell you. Um, but there's some really good things if you guys, if we know our numbers, right? And we just kind of watch 
what's going on in the industry. There's some really good things going on. So I think for the forbearance conversation of 2020 has a lot of sellers worried. And sometimes that comes up as well. So, you know, I chat with them and let them know better that I think the most recent number is more than 56% of people that took a forbearance in 2020 have paid it off. Um, I should have wrote those numbers down. And then there's another, I think it's only, then there's another big chunk. I don't have the percentage in front of me. I'll get it for you guys that have, are back on a payment plan. And so I think the last number I saw only 13% at this point um, are probably headed towards foreclosure. That's a big shift from what we saw in 2008 in terms of what's really going on if we just look at the data. Um, so, and it's really the first time that yes, it's a seller's market, but it's also a very good market in a lot of ways for buyers with the interest rates being so low. So I just give them that information. Um, once they kind of understand where that's coming from, I just give them that information and you know encourage them that if their goal is to get to another property or get whatever their goal is. So hopefully I know I know their goal. Whatever their goal is, you know, there we our market is positioned very well to get them to their goal right now. What else are you guys hearing? Or what else are you saying? Anybody else? What, you, what, what Anybody else getting that objection? What else are you guys saying to that? I'll, I'll chime in on something. I mean, not, not necessarily an objection, but what you were saying about when people were talking about what's the market doing and all this. One thing to keep in mind is people make emotional decisions and justify them with logic. So, I mean, we've seen people do stupid, crazy things that make no financial sense and they're super happy about it. So keep that in mind, like find out what they really want, why they want it and tie it to that because it doesn't really matter what the market's going to do. If they really want to move and do A, B, C, and D, understand the A, B, C, and D part first and you'll get the deal. Yeah. I mean, that's most important. It's just to understand why are they selling in the first place, right? So if we go back to just our fundamentals, um, if we don't focus so much on getting the house to the listing, we focus more on you know, what is it that they're trying to achieve? What is their goal? What do they want? And then you don't, we can utilize that to help them put the plan together. Um, you know, I say things to people all the time, like, I don't care if you list with me. So and I don't care when you list with me, because I'm not going on business anytime soon. So, and I really mean those things when I say them. Um, and typically, you know, they do list at the time that's right for them. So it's really just about understanding what they need and then the best way to get it for them. Um, how about, let's see, we talked, we talked about commission, why do you charge 6%? We talked about, um, okay. got a brunch here. How about, we would like to interview other agents. You're on the appointment and they'd like to interview other agents. We got lots of agents calling us. We'd like to interview some other agents. We'll get back to you. Anybody hearing that? Anybody dealing with that one? I'm gonna pick on something. I'm gonna pick a name. Amelda. You're not on camera, but that's okay. Can you come off mute? Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Hi. <laughs> How about that one? Did you ever get that one? We are want to interview other agents. No. Um, most of my listings have been uh, sphere, so they'll come straight to me for that. Um, but what I am getting a lot of is what you said about, um, what is the market? What if the houses fall and I lose my investment and stuff like that? How are you combating that? Anything different? Than no. 
No, I just basically explained to them that it's not, I think back in 20, 2009 or 10, um, things were so different. I think everything was out of control with the loans and all that. And I think this time around, although the coronavirus affected a lot of people, it was better for others as well. So I don't think we're going to go drop the houses down to $100,000 like they think. And I just sort of reassure them that, I mean, I can't tell what's going to happen, but I definitely don't think that the how the market's going to drop the way that they think it is. And that's it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very good. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thanks. Uh, do you have any other, are there any other objections that you're getting that you want to hear about? Um, you're getting sphere. So there you're, you're getting come list me. We love it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, most of the people, that's what they want. They, they're, they tell me that they're holding their money because they want to buy mm -hmm. and they're waiting for the market to fall so they could, um, buy three or four homes. And I'm like, well, if you're ready to buy, you know, you could buy units, you could do investments. Yeah. But I want to buy like, you know, all these, I'm just waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Yeah. So that I don't really know what to tell them at that point, like in that side, because they want to invest and they want to buy more properties, but I don't really know how to tackle that. Cause I'm just like, okay, well, um, I'll just keep you on my list. <laughs> so I'm getting that from buyers um, that I'm getting that from some buyers too, that want to wait for a deal or mm -hmm. that want to wait till later because they think there'll be, there'll be even more options. Um, I, what I have done with that is just understood the data in my area. So just ran the numbers. Um, and I've been able to show them how waiting will cost them more. So okay. because if you look at where the prices were, you know, January of 2020, and then just look monthly or quarterly through today, mm -hmm. um, you'll see that prices are climbing at significant rates, even compared to prior years. I'm sure there's some national data on it too. I should really pull that. Mm -hmm. But I just pulled my local data. Um, and I just show them how we can wait if it's if there's another reason to wait. But if it's about price, they're actually going to pay less. The sooner we can find them something that meets mm -hmm. their needs, they're going to pay more if they if they hold on and they wait. Okay. And if they're cash, that's important, right? If they're doing a loan along with that, is interest rates are going to go up at some point. We don't know when, but they're going to go up at some point. So if we're taking a loan, now's the time because they're historically at the lowest that they've been. Yeah, I push that a lot too. When they ask something like, oh, well, should I, would you think I should wait for the houses to drop? And I'm like, uh, well, if they do drop and it's not going to be a significant amount, the rate interest rates are going to go higher. So do you want to pay more house or do you want to pay more interest? So they're like, oh, okay. They yeah. sort of understand, but it's still, I think people are scared. Yeah, it's just the education of what's going on. Yeah. Anybody else uh, getting that? Get any buyers? I want to wait. I want to wait. Um, are those good answers? You guys have anything else to chime in on that? I'd love to hear what different people are saying because it all it's all relevant, right? None of us have the magic answer. It's all relevant. Steve's got his hand raised. Awesome. All right, thank you. Sometimes I miss those on the screen. I, um, I was going to go back to the original question, which was we want to interview more agents. Um, right. First of all, I think it's important when you respond to show confidence. I'm not afraid of them talking to other agents because I'm the best agent they're going to talk to. Right. And I don't say that because I'm arrogant. I say that because I'm confident. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I actually have a report, like a little two page report um, 
10 questions to ask any real estate agent before hiring them to sell your house. And I, I give that to them. And I do that because I want to frame the questions that they're asking other agents. And I want to frame them in such a way that it, they play to my strengths. And so they're comparing my strengths with other agents, hopefully weaknesses. Um, and it makes me look in the best light. So, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to have them talk to other agents. Let them do it. But let them do it on my terms. And I love that you're preparing them to ask the right questions. That's awesome. How often do you, do they do that? How often do they just sign with you or do, do you think that they actually do interview other agents? Um, on that. You know, the market is so hyper competitive mm -hmm. that agents are coming out of the woodwork. So anytime somebody shows any interest at all in selling a house, they've, they've got two dozen agents immediately talking to them. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important to make sure you stand out in that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm confident that they're talking to other agents and that's okay mm -hmm. because I think that I have a set of, of services and a value proposition that would work well for them. And it doesn't work well for everybody. And that's fine. There's enough fish around there that we can all get that. Yep. Absolutely. So. See, this is one that I think ties into this one. And I'd love to hear your take on that. What about when they say, Ooh, my friend's an agent. Like I really love you, Steve, but my friend is an agent. Maybe I should give it to them because they're my friend. You know what? I, I really respect your loyalty to your friend or your family member. Um, you know, I really, I love it when my friends have that sort of loyalty to me. Uh, I also understand, though, that there are sometimes things you don't necessarily want to talk to your friends about. And dealing with this huge investment you have and letting them get really intimate with a lot of your financial details is something that some people are not comfortable with. And if you're comfortable with that, that's great. And I, again, I completely respect that. But if you want somebody that has a little bit more independence and maybe a little bit more discretion, um, I'm the one you want to talk to. Oh, thank you for sharing. All right. I'd like to what? jump in on that and thank say you. your friend is also not going to be someone who's going to tell you the things you don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. They're going to coddle you and make you feel good because they're your friend and that's been their job. But when it comes to things like this, you need the hard truths sometimes. Mm -hmm. Great. Anyway, that's my two cents. I love, I love your two cents. Thank you for jumping in. So, all right. What else do you guys have? What other objections are you hearing out there or questions that you're getting in this market? In case we have, because I know we have some newer agents in this group. So some of us seasoned agents, I want you to come off mute and help me. I'm a new agent. I'm going out on an appointment. I haven't been, I don't have a lot of listings. I don't have a big track record. And I hear, oh, you're too new of an agent. Hmm. How do I handle that? I'll jump in because I am a newer agent. And I'll, uh, something I've been hearing a lot recently is, um, yeah, you can sell my house in three to five days, but where am I going to go? I love that. So, okay. So let's, so let's talk about that. So how are we combating that? Well, I'm not, I'm not just a selling agent. I'm a buyer's agent too. I'll find you a house and we'll get that set up and we'll make them close simultaneously. So you're not homeless. 
How are you going to do that with such a shortage of houses on the market, Anita? On the there's, there's always houses. There may not be as many as we would like, but there's always houses. What if we can't do it fast enough? Oh, I haven't had a problem with that. I've made it happen every time. Awesome. I love it. So, all right. What else? You, what, what, what other responses do we have to that? Do you know anyone that this has happened to that they've become homeless? Name one. <laughs> Doesn't I, I do have any stories? Like, where does that fear come from? Just trying to dig into that a little bit, right? Those are these are just fears. They're questions that they have, and their fears in their mind. They're questions that they have. Um, okay, so something I do is I say to them, "That's a common concern because it is." I didn't get it the last eight years, but I get it a lot the last year and a half. So I, I'll say that it's a really common concern. I can understand why you might feel that way. There are a lot. There are a lot of options. There's lots of things we can do. New market, new homes are coming on the market every day. We're actively looking for homes for you. We can also write really good terms. You're gonna have. We're in this market. We can. We can never guarantee, but we can expect multiple offers. So what's gonna be really important? It sounds like you know is that. We have not only the best price, but the best set of terms for you. And then I'll talk to them about um, rent backs and giving them additional time um, for possession and the different things that we can do in their favor with the buyer pools and the, the, the buyers that come in uh, as we're looking and comparing all the offers. So now I've saw most of my sellers right now because it is taking a little time in my market to find them a home. Most of my sellers right now had anywhere... After a 30-day close, they have anywhere from 60 to 120 days. I have one that week, week it's open-ended so um, to find a house. So some of those have small runbacks. Some of those have free runbacks. Some of them, it's a combination. Um, but that's really working well for us here. Um, and so that's what we're doing. And that we're making that important as a part of the offer. So, um, that's, so I'm talking to them about those kinds of strategies to set their mind at ease. Does that help, John? Thank you for sharing. What else? What else are you guys hearing or afraid you're going to hear? Or objections, questions you need help with relative to working with sellers? I know we did a buyer one too, so we can we can throw those in as well. I want. How about I want to find a house first? It's sometimes that's a good idea. So if there are really if they have really specific wants and needs in their house and there aren't very many in the market, sometimes it's a good idea to wait until we find them a house before we list theirs because I know I'm going to sell their house in a, in a day or two. Mm -hmm. So it's not a problem. Uh, I will say too that the lender can help with that situation too. I had a lady who was, oh my gosh, calling me every day, wanting me to write offers, wanting to see things, wanting to write offers sight unseen. And she hasn't listed her house yet. It's not ready to list. And I was going to list her house and sell her one. Now she's changed her mind and decided to go with somebody else because they gave her a discount on the commission. But anyway, so she is going to buy one from me. So she, she has already set up a rental at the local motel for a month to give her time to find a house. So that's an option too. Get them into a rental. Yep. Oh, and I was going to say, oh, the lender, the lender, she was, she was going to just go rent an apartment for a year and hope the prices went down. And I said, but 
but statistically they're going up, they're not going down. And so, so the lender, I had her get in touch with, actually talked to her about that and got her back on track with buying now instead of waiting. Mm -hmm. So they're a good resource too. What else are you guys hearing? How about you've never listed in this neighborhood before? How about that one? You've never listed in my, I've never seen your sign. I've never seen one sign of yours. You got something for that, Craig? Yeah, so again, a lot of my objection handlers go back to, it's not like a, a quick comeback. It's a more of a story dialogue. So if someone, well, someone wouldn't say that to me, but if they would have, um, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm open a new market or something. Um, I would say something like that. So what I hear you saying is you want to ensure that the agent that you hire to represent you is going to sell your property for the most amount of money and have market knowledge of your area. Is that correct? Perfect. Yeah. And then I'll demonstrate why I'm that person. Awesome. And just, just bringing it back to their uh, goals and the conversation that you already because, have. Yeah, because just because they haven't seen your sign doesn't mean, and you could then give them statistics on how many houses have sold in that area, what the, the average price they're selling for, what the average time they're selling for, and show them that you've done your research. And you, and you could be a smart ass with that if that was the actual comment. So you probably don't see my signs. I sell them so dang fast. That they're in the ground, out of the ground before you even have a chance to look at them. Yeah, I just I just saw one in Ocean Shores that it didn't even have a chance to put a sign up. Yep, that happens. <laughs> um, you know, and are there are I've had I have selling neighborhoods all the time where people are like, "What do you want to have ever heard of you?" Well, that's, by the way, guys, that's my fault if they've ever heard of me. Um, and number two, it doesn't mean that I can't sell their house. So it's really just about bringing it back like Craig said, to what their goals are and then demonstrating why I'm the agent for them. Um, so it does happen. We do hear those things sometimes. Um, how about, let's see, anybody ever get, you're too busy for us? You're just, you have so many houses, you're too busy for us. That was one someone sent me. I wish that was an objection I was hearing. <laughs> You're your agent. You'll get oh, there. <laughs> wish it was a true objection. So, um, I just I got the list that some of you sent in. So, through the Facebook page. So that was one of them. Um, so I haven't particularly heard that one. But what I what I might say to them is I would tell them about my team. So I you know we have a team in place. Um, we and and the reason that we have the team established is to support them. And we are never too busy. So we can take on as many sellers, as, as, as many listings as possible, as many buyers as possible. And if we get too busy, we'll hire more. So we'll bring more agents and we'll hire more agents. Um, but, but I wanted to address it because it was one of the ones you guys had done. So um, let's see. All right. So kind of last, let's just kind of run through. That's my list for you guys for today. Um, let's run through and see. Any, any other last thoughts or words, questions that you guys have, objections that you're hearing, challenges that you're having in the market right now? Can 
I'll, I'll chime. I'll just say, so I know we were talking a lot about listings. <clears throat> I'll say if you, if you do the hard work up front, if you, if you, prior to getting to the appointment, if you're doing, if you're demonstrating value, if you're using pre-listing packages, if you're doing a pre-qualification call, if you're doing all these things, by the time you get to the appointment, you don't have objections. And, and if, if anything, like you said, it might just be a question. For the most part, I go in there, maybe answer a couple of questions, sign the paperwork, I'm gone. So do, do the work up front. Don't just, you know, talk to a seller, set the appointment and show up. I mean, that's fine in some cases, but that's when you're going to run into these objections. So do the work up front, do the research. I, I like to, when I, when I talk to other agents, I, I try to can, like try to put in a philosophy, like we're a doctor. So you wouldn't go into a doctor's office with a cough or a cold and tell them you have a cough or a cold and they write your prescription and, and the doctor leaves. The doctor's going to ask you a series of questions to do an assessment to get the whole picture and say, based on what you just said, this is what we need to do. And that's what we need to do as, as real estate professionals. So do, getting all that information up front, knowing what they want, why they want it, all the, all the steps of why they're selling, and then you show up with what they're looking for, it's a done deal. Yeah. The virtual consult is really important, whether that's on the phone or if you can get it on Zoom. If I can get them to do it on Zoom, that's really, that's so important just to be able to let them connect with your personality a little bit and collect all the information. Um, and then the pre-listing ticket really helps because you brought something or sent them something ahead of time before you show up for the appointment. Um, and it's worth, if, you know, dropping it on their door and then um, coming to the appointment, just kind of ready to sign. And most of the time, uh, it's just you seeing the house and then signing them up. So, and answering anything, that, any of their fears or questions that they do have. So, if you do that, I agree with Craig. If you do that upfront work, it's really gonna really gonna get you all prepared um, to take that listing. And do we get them all? Yeah, most of them, but we don't get them all. So there's sometimes I'm not for everybody, and that's okay. So there's some people that are gonna want to work with someone else. That's okay. Um, sometimes it's better for them to work with someone else. That's okay too. Um, what we want to do is close that gap so that more times than not, they don't they want us. They want them, they want them, and we want them too. So. All right, everybody, I hope this was helpful. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Amy. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.